And now, another Rock Sports Network presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside Pitch. I'm Sal Mayorana, and that is Jim Mandelero. And as always, we are brought to you by Calabrasella's Deli. It's not quite grilling season anymore, but still, give your grill a thrill with Zweigel's hot dog, sausage, and a full line of deli meats for your backyard barbecue. Calabrasella's Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. On today's show, we will be talking about the playoff picture, who's in, who's close to getting in, and who's going to be going home on Sunday afternoon. And we will also talk about um, a terrible day in sports last Sunday. This is our first chance to talk to you. Uh, and Jim and I will each have thoughts on that. In the seventh inning stretch, we'll discuss our picks for league MVP, Cy Young, and Manager of the Year. We'll take our weekly stroll down memory lane with This Week in Baseball. There's no longer really a need to talk about the American League East. Mm -hmm. We all know who the king is. <laughs> and uh, in the bottom of the ninth, we'll make our World Series picks, Sal, and uh, start right. thinking about that. I think I know which way you're going. Yes. So, yes. the playoff picture. Yes, it's we, been a fun week. really has been yeah, a fun week. We have six champions, so all the league, all the division titles. Are, remember, we thought this uh, Toronto-Boston series would really be yeah. something. Now it's, it's, it's still important. For both teams in different ways, right. Toronto's trying to get in the playoffs. Boston's trying to secure home field advantage. I don't think the intensity will be as great in Boston. But so we have the champions of the divisions are decided, but the wild cards are up for grabs. Yep. What are your thoughts as we go into the final weekend? Well, the, the wild card race really has been all there has been to pay attention to <coughs> for pretty, pretty much the last couple of weeks, Jim. Right. I mean, AL East was up, up for grabs there, the latest of all the divisions. But everything else has kind of been figured out. Uh, midway through September, but these wild card races have just been chaotic. Um, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the National League because obviously that impacts um, the Cubs for me. And it's between uh, the Mets have the lead right now; they're a game up on San Francisco, and St. Louis is one game behind the Giants. So it is going to come down to the end. The Cardinals are hosting the Pirates for three games, which is not a good thing for them because they've been the worst home team of certainly of all the playoff teams. Uh, in Major League Baseball this year, and the Giants had the Dodgers uh, at uh, AT&T. Do the Park. Dodgers have anything to play for? Mm, no. They could sort of. They could catch Washington. Can they catch them for they're home too, field? They're too behind, yeah, but that could be a moot point. Tough. Yeah, they're not going to go nuts for that. Yeah, so I don't think the Dodgers. Uh, th that's not going to be an issue. For, they're playing for, the for Vin. They're playing for Vin, who is making the trip up to San Francisco. He hasn't gone on the road for several years, yeah. I think, but he's going to close out his career in San Francisco which I think is pretty fitting. So anyways, uh, the Giants-Dodgers will be a terrific series, I think, because of what's on the line for the Giants. And the Cardinals-Pirates, um, a lot on the line for the Cardinals. So that's going to be really good. T tell us about the uh, the American League, because that impacts your Red Sox. Yeah, well, the Orioles are at the Yankees. You know, Yankees are a game team. I mean, you know, they're eliminated, but they've had a good year. I think they want to finish strong. I think they're not going to roll over for the Orioles. Orioles are not very good on the road. Mm -hmm. Um Tigers have it the easiest. They're at the Braves, yep. but again, on the road against a team that might take some chances, might do some unorthodox things. Hard to play those teams that have nothing to lose. You know, they can really, you know, it's kind of like a team in football with nothing to lose that goes for it on fourth and one from their own 35. Um, sometimes it pays off for them. And then the Blue Jays are at the Red Sox, so it's going to be very interesting. I don't, you know, the Red Sox are going to end up playing, I think, the Indians. Mm -hmm. So this really won't impact them immediately. Who gets in? Um, 
I, as a Red Sox fan, I'd love to get home field advantage. I, I think it's going to go to Texas. So then the next goal is to secure it against Cleveland, to get out of that first round, and maybe Texas gets knocked off by a Toronto, yeah. and you, you are home. Um, but who do you think, if you had to, to pick the wild card right now, like let's go American League, do you think it'll stay Toronto-Baltimore? Yeah, I do. I, th- I, I do think, too. I think Baltimore can get two out of three from the Yankees, and that'll yeah. be enough to do it. Um, Detroit and Atlanta, I don't you really mean know. You mean Baltimore, two out of three from the Yankees? Baltimore, two out of three from the Yankees. Do you think Toronto can beat the Red Sox? I think... Um, I mean, like, the Red Sox are going Friday night with Porcello. They're not yeah. exactly rolling over. I'll tell you what. I, I think Boston can take two out of three in that series. I don't, Toronto has not played well down the stretch. Yeah. They lost that game. They, laid, they had won the first three against the Yankees. <coughs> lost that ridiculous. We can get into that. We haven't, we haven't talked about the stupid brawl that broke out the other night. And then they lost those last two to Baltimore at, at home. So they have not played great down the stretch here. I think Boston will be motivated to try to win home field advantage. Um, certainly against the Indians, they may not get their uh, their two back of the Rangers right now. I yeah, think. what so I'm confused gonna, on is Detroit's a game and a half back and yeah, has played one less Detroit game. Detroit got rained out in, with Cleveland the other day. Is that going to be a day night makeup? It's going to have to be. Made oh, Monday. Monday. If it matters, if it they'll matters. Have to play it Monday. Oh, that could be interesting. That's going to be very interesting with so Cleveland. That, with Cleveland. Oh, I love that. So that could impact. Oh, I love that. That could impact everything on Monday. Make afternoon. Cleveland play an extra game. Yep. That's right. No, no, not an extra game. That would be their 160. But make them play on Monday right. instead of having a day off they when they're about to face off. the Red Sox. Oh, so I, I guarantee their AAA arsenal will be. <laughs> no, actually, there'll be a lot of pressure on them to not roll over. Yeah, sure. Wow. They're going to have to play that I'm game. I'm kind of pulling for that. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That'd so be the best scenario the wild for the Red card, I'll tell you, I, we, you and I have talked about this. Um, I remember when they went to the second wild card. I just, that was, it was right after that crazy finish of 2011 <coughs> when your Red Sox got knocked out on the last day because of the. Tampa Bay rally against the Yankees, and I told our good friend Bob Mathis, I probably said this story before, that I hated that they're going to go to the extra wild card because a night like that really won't happen anymore. This second wild card, Jim, has has been great. It has really added a whole new level of interest for many teams in the final month. You can't well, deny it. I can There's, deny it. We're looking at six teams here that are still <coughs> involved in these wild card Okay, races. so let's say there wasn't a second wild card. You just hate the fact that it's a one game. No, right. That's what I you think. Like. Here's what here's what I'll say about it. Take away the second wild card, right? I declare no second wild card. So now, what's all the drama? Baltimore or Toronto? Okay. There's drama. What's all the drama? The Mets or San Francisco? Okay. So you're you saying can, the drama would still be there. You can create drama with it. Now, what if I had a third wild card? All of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, Houston and the Yankees. The Yankees yeah. still have a chance. Well, so you can create taking, drama. That's taking it too far. You can create drama. You're right. And it's forced if had, drama. If they had seven wild card teams. I don't know. I'm okay teams. with it. I'm not like on a rampage. I'm not going to protest in front of the commissioner's office. Yeah. But I could do with one wild card, play the best team, and let's get it on instead of this one-game thing. But right. I'll be watching well, Monday. It's fun. Like I said, that's how I felt before they went to the two. I thought one was fine. Why, fine. Would you, why would you water down the playoffs? But um, i got to admit, it really has added, added a level of intrigue for, you know, you're looking at those teams. The Yankees were technically still in it until the last couple days. Houston is still in it. You know what I mean? I mean, they it's not be. always fair. The, Yan- the, the Cubs won 97 games last year and had the season come down to a one-game playoff. Right. You know, it's not always the – you could have the best rec- second-best record in the league and be a wild card. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I hate to give Bud Selig credit for anything, so I'm always going <laughs> to protest it. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is with Bud Selig. Oh, my God. Uh, because of one tie in an all-star game? Uh, that's tie your biggest in an problem? all-star game? Uh, uh, the world's the strike that like forced the cancellation that those, of the World Series? That those stupid managers used all their pictures before the ninth inning was over. 
Put somebody else in. Oh, come on. Why? Get him on there. The, the World Series cancellation, I don't know how much you can blame on Bud for no, that. No, I don't blame him I'd for blame having the, the cancel. I blame him more than anything. I blame him for not being able to come to an agreement that led to the cancellation. Okay, fine. But I would put that more on the Players Association, 100%, than Bud Seeler. Home field the in the playoffs for the all in the World Series for the All-Star game. That I mean, a lot like, of bad ideas. That I don't like. Let's, we can go all day on Bud Seeler, but yeah. let's not. All right, so. I woke up Sunday morning, and yes. my brother sent me a text that Jose Fernandez had been killed. And it was like one of these, oh, my God. And then I was like, how do I tell my son? Not that he was like a huge Jose. But we had talked this year. There was talk that the Red Sox might get Jose Fernandez. You know, a 10-year-old boy that loves baseball is very aware of it. Yep. So I had to tell him that was tough. Um, you know, I was already on my mind, and to a much lesser degree, obviously. You know, Vin Scully's last game at Dodger Stadium. Vin Scully is alive and hopefully well, and hopefully we'll have a few more years. Um, but then later that night, Arnold Palmer. So I don't remember a day like that, to be honest, in sports where you had two big-time athletes, not to compare Jose Fernandez, but he had his own legion of followers. Right. You know, what were your well, thoughts? A modern-day superstar in his sport and a legend yeah. is how you could call those two. And then Vince Scully signing off was a little bit sad, although he does have this weekend to go. Um, I, I feel the same. We, we had this discussion after the Bills game. We went out for some uh, – for some pops, and we were talking about how would you, how would we compare the Fernandez death, and some, some as far as you know a, a guy in his absolute prime, top of his game, and we one guy said, well, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt was a superstar when he died, you know, and obviously it's a different sport, but he died <coughs> in his prime, and I said I would have to think going back to the Thurman Munson death mm -hmm. as an in-season superstar, not that Munson was a superstar, but an all-star player. I think he was, yeah, he was dying. Up there. Like he died, right? Can you think of anything in between? Well, of an in season, in death season, no, because like Clemente that. died in the off season. Right. Um, I mean, it's tough to come up with one. There are others, and um, just I, not to this magnitude. Uh, well, the one I would come up with is Lyman Bostock. Okay, yeah, that was, was a. I just read a story murder. about that. By the way, just to digress for a minute, you want to talk about horrible fate? This poor guy—they uh, caught the Xerox killer in Rochester. And this poor guy that was there just checking, cashing a check that day and got yeah. shot. You know, bad time. Lyman Bostock, if you ever read this story, he was in Gary, Indiana visiting a friend. And there was this woman there, and she's like, um, hey, would you guys mind taking me somewhere? I have to go somewhere for an errand, and can my sister come along? So the sister sat in the back seat with Lyman Bostock, didn't even know her. Her estranged husband was suspicious of her that she was cheating on him. Mm -hmm. He sees them get into the car together. He says, oh, that's her new paramour. And he pulls up next to him and shoots Lyman Bostock, right? It was just a horrible, horrible death. But, yeah, they had to play a couple days later. Yeah. So that was up there. And he was a good player. He was a 300 a hitter. very good player. But um, I don't like to compare deaths because, you know, Ar Ar Arnold Palmer's family's grieving and Jose Fernandez's family's obviously grieving. But, you know, Fernandez was a real tragedy. I mean, Arnie was 87. Yeah, Arnie you know. was 87. We hate to lose anyone. Trouble. You knew he was going to be going Right, soon. right. Um, but both shocking in their own way. And, you know, th did you watch the the um, um, pregame Monday night at all, yes, the Mets? I watched Yeah, I mean, when Gary Cohen lost it on the air, yeah, I know. that was that was something. Yeah, it was very uh, it was very moving, very touching. Um, even me, <laughs> curmudgeon that I am, yeah. Yeah, it brings a tear to you, Eric, oh. right, because those players were clearly suffering. And, and, that, that, and that D. Gordon moment. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, let's face it. D. Gordon suspended this year with for steroids. Hasn't exactly been baseball's <coughs> favorite son. And, man, for him to do that. Um, to first get in the batter's box for the one pitch, and to have you know the Mets kind of on to board, bat right-handed, to bat right-handed because of Fernandez and wear his helmet, 
And the Mets being on board with it, Cologne kind of threw it high and outside. And then to turn around and hit the home run was, and it's his first home run of the year. Did you hear what he said? It's amazing. There's some merit to it. He goes, if you don't believe in a higher being, he said, I have never hit a ball that far, not even in batting practice. Yeah. And I have no home runs this year. And and to do that, it was, and it, it, Mike Shope in Buffalo said it was the saddest home run he can ever remember. Yeah. Because I mean, the guy was, was crying as he was rounding the base. It reminded me of the, the, the game after the night they buried Thurman Munson. Yeah, the Bobby Mercer. And he was yeah. crying as he crossed him and hugged Pinella. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, a great, um, not great, a, a memorable night in, in Miami. It's going to be tough for them. And, you know. And well, the, you know, the Mattingly, the, the night that they played the first game, you know, the Marlins won the game. They were clearly, you know, like you said, maybe riding on a higher power. But the next two nights, they were just absolutely yeah. flat. And Mattingly admitted it after the third game. He said, we're trying, but we've got nothing. These guys have got absolutely nothing in the tank. Then they just had the <coughs> memorial service, a two-hour memorial service, and they all attended that. So I, I was just listening to a podcast coming over, and they had a beat writer on, and he was saying the best thing for the Marlins is to be out of town this weekend because they're finishing the season wherever they're finishing it. But they're out of Miami, and that'll get them away. Cause everywhere and you the look, season's ending. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. you look, he said, there's, there's number 16s, and uh, his picture in the airport, there's a picture yeah. of him. So he said it's probably a good thing that they're out of town. I heard one idea that I thought was a good one. I mean, the thing I, that struck me about Jose Fernandez in his brief career was how enthusiastic he was and very charitable. He won $20,000 for being Rookie of the Year and gave that money to a, uh, a young uh, woman, young girl, who had a, a disease to help her fight the disease. Um, someone said they, have, they should have, like, the Enthusiasm Award or something for postseason, the player that brings the most enthusiasm. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I'll say one thing, Sale. I know you cover the NFL. The NFL never would have allowed the teams. Like, Well, I know you can in the NFL, but the fact that I'm proud of Major League Baseball that they let the, the team wear the 16 for Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, then nobody ever will again. You're right. In the NFL, that would never happen. They, they, the NFL, they can't they even get, wear a decal. They could find if their socks aren't aren't at a proper length. Terrible. Stupidest Was that like that under um, – Yeah, I think they've always had that. Because you no. know what? There's a guy named Tim Tell Vogler. Tell Tim Vogler is a former Bill – and it has been, it's been his job for at least the last 15 years, maybe more. He's the, he's the NFL police guy on Sunday. He's on the field policing every uniform, and he has to write up the report if this guy was in, uh, if this guy had the uniform on properly or this guy wore something. That's his job. So it's been going on way before Goodell. It's kind of amazing how lean, lenient they've been toward the players that won't stand for the anthem, yeah. given their... Well, that's a, Dictatorial. that's a little different issue than wearing something, wearing your no, uniform uh, the wrong way. So. Before we go to a break, we just got to mention Vince Scully. We said it before. So that was a – did you watch that send-off? I did. Yeah, that was sad. You know, sad it's – I mean, I can't imagine 67 years. I mean, is two th- – you know, I just did a story for the University of Rochester with Kurt Smith, who wrote the book on Vince Scully, and he had a good point. How many things are still in style after tw- 67 years? <laughs> I mean – you go to some of Vin's YouTube things, there are zero likes. I saw one yesterday, 20,000 views. Sometimes people, you can't get people to agree on anything. Yeah. 76 degrees and sunny, someone, I don't like that temperature. <laughs> but there's no dislikes for the Vin Scully videos. No, so no, um, He's a legend. He's, he's going to be missed. He and, will be um, missed. Yeah, and, you know, since I finally have the MLB package this year, I don't know what I waited so long for, but I've been able to catch a few of their games. Like I'll just go and watch some of the games just so I can hear them. I've yeah. done that a little bit this year, knowing it's the last time. And there's no doubt. I mean, he is going to be missed. He still does the game the way no other guy has ever done it. And he's still, like you said, at 88 years old, still relevant. 
He still knows still how to relevant. call a baseball game. He's not stumbling out his words. He still calls the game. And, and if you don't know, like, if you don't want to listen to a whole game, the YouTube uh, channel is just cluttered with, uh, you know, Vin talking about the history of beards. Fourth uh, of July this year, he who knew this that only two men signed the Declaration of Independence on July Fourth. Really, everyone else signed it after. But well, it's that Vin big was, national I think holiday. Vin was there. So Vin he was there. And he was one of the two. <laughs> and and then the one I'll recommend, and we'll go to a break, is how uh, bird poop changed Mike Matheny's life, career, and personal. It's a great story. But he tells this, you know, he'll tell the story, and they say ball loda week yeah. <laughs> and then he always seems to end the story when it's either the third pit, third strike or the third out just impeccable. someone said it's all it's all it's, it's all timing. choreographed yeah. and the game ends when vin's done yeah right that's how it is all, all right. right we're taking a break here for the juiciest biggest for the biggest juiciest steak sub <laughs> in rochester you'll get it right visit calabasella's deli 1386 buffalo road in gate stop in for lunch or take out subs weigel's hot dogs for your family gatherings or tailgate party jim and i will be right back for the biggest, juiciest submarine sandwiches in Rochester, visit Calabrasella's Deli on Buffalo Road in Gates. Sink your teeth into one of our signature hot or cold subs, including the Dominator, Colon Kicker, Italian Stallion, Assorted, and more. Eat in, take out, or have us cater your next event. Visit us before your next backyard barbecue. We offer a full line of Zweigel's Hots, Sausages, and Deli Meats. Calabrasella's Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Sal We are in our seventh stretch part of the show. We're going to talk about awards today, right? The awards, uh, the ballots are due Monday. Yeah. The baseball writers who have a vote, Jim and I obviously don't, we do but not. we have opinions. So fire <laughs> away. Well, so Americanly, let's start with Manager of the Year. Now, what I have is the candidates, obviously. They're all possible nominees. Right. Yep. Buck Walter of the Orioles, John Farrell of the Red Sox, Terry Francona of the Indians, Jeff Bannister of the Rangers, if you want to throw in... Binder Joe? No, I won't. All right, so um, you, you like any of those, or you yeah, like someone else? it's a very good list. Um, I guess it's going to depend on if the Orioles make the playoffs or not. But yep. I think Buck is going to be, with that pitching staff, Jim, to have, you know, probably, I think they're going to make it, get a wild card spot, and then who knows what happens after that. I got to I gotta like Buck Showalter. They have one of the, one of the worst rotations too. in the history of baseball. And they're in it. The Yankees aren't. <laughs> but the, the Orioles right now are in position. They've been in it the, the whole playoffs. year. They have been in it yeah. the whole year. They've, I've been denying it all season that they're not going to make it. Yeah. Well, they're a couple games away from getting into the wild card game. So I would vote for Buck Walter. I would vote for Buck. I, 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 I sort of don't understand yet, do understand why John Farrell doesn't get – I think he doesn't get a lot of mention because, A, people expect Boston to win. It's like the Yankees. Well, Boston's winning. Well, they should win. Right. And I also don't think people think he's that good a manager. But I remember early in the season you saying that Farrell could be fired this year. Yeah. During the season. I mean, I think Terry Francona's a better manager than him. I, I do. I do. I agree. And really, Francona deserves a lot of credit. Yep. They played with Michael Brantley all year. Um, their pitching staff has been banged up. They're, they're, they've lost two starters. Actually, three now. I think they're down three starters right now. Um, so he's done a great job to win that division. But I, if I if push came to shove, I'd take Buck Showalter. Nationally, Dusty Baker of the Nationals, Joe Madden of the Cubs, Dave Roberts of the Dodgers, Terry Collins of the Mets. Yeah, um, to me, Dusty Baker is winning with a team that should have won last year, uh, and Joe Madden has the best team in baseball. He's a great manager, and but I think that the talent they have on that team um, kind of supersedes you know, Joe Madden as the manager, although, like I said, he does a great job. It's between Roberts and Collins for me, and it's a tough choice because what, what Collins has done to get that Mets team that was one of the worst teams in baseball 
at scoring runs, uh, runners in scoring position. They couldn't score at all. And then to lose all of his pitchers, and they're still, you know, they're going to they're gonna get a wild card spot. But I think I'd go with Dave Roberts, Jimmy. He, I, he won. He followed Don Mattingly, who had yep. won three straight divisions. He's going to win their fourth in a row now. They overtook the Giants. They were like six games out at the yep. All-Star break. And they've set a major league record for most players on the DL in one season. Oh, I didn't know that. Including Clayton Kershaw for two and a half months. And they win the division. And they lose Grinky in the offseason. Right. So you take away. Go, Dave, uh, Dave. Plus, he handled the whole Puig situation yeah. pretty well. Dave I, Roberts. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, you know, Collins should get some votes. Just how do you win 85 games with all those injuries? Yeah. I mean, do we I forget David Wright was lost in May? This is a really interesting year for the manager of the year. Both both leagues, there's a lot of good candidates yep. this year. I think That's I th not always the case. I think really all the awards have, have, have their share. Let's go to the Cy Young Awards. So nationally, it could be a sweep by the Cubs, one, two, three. Kyle no, Hendricks. It won't because Ariad has been he's been anything but an ace this year. I'm sorry. Kyle Hendricks is this is as we taped this. Sixteen and eight, one point nine nine ERA, oh. zero point nine seven whip. Oh. Uh John Lester, oh I wish Boston had him. Um nineteen although if we had him, I don't think we'd have Porcello. So it's kind of a wash because I think he was traded for Cespedes and then Cespedes was traded away for Porcello. Okay. So it's very interesting. Lester's nineteen and four, two twenty eight. Cueto, 17 and 5, 279, and then your guy Arietta, 18 and 8, 3.10. Anyone you like there? Yeah. Um, if it's my vote, yeah. I'm voting for Kyle Hendricks. This was the number five starter in the wow. Cubs rotation this year, and he has become the lockdown guy. Lester's been fantastic, and really, Lester's numbers 19 and 4, 228, one whip. Very good, and he's been great the last two months. Since the All Star break, he has been an absolute ace. Um, but Kyle Hendricks, I would just for for where he came from, and you know, he wasn't even on the he was out of the rotation <coughs> last year in the playoffs. They didn't even use him. Um, I, I would vote for Kyle Hendricks. What a season! Will they set up their rotation for the playoffs? And if they, they must because they don't have anything to play for. Who would be? Would it go Arietta, Lester, Hendricks? If if I was Joe Madden, my rotation would be as follows: Lester, Hendricks, Lackey, Arietta. Arietta has not been good. The, the other night, his last start of the regular season. Gave up seven runs in five innings. He's been walking people all season long. His numbers look good, 18-8, and 3.10 ERA, but he's playing for the best team in baseball. That's been part of it. He has not been an ace for the last four months of the year, and I personally, I don't really trust him right now. I do not. If it was a winner-take-all game, I would not want Arietta on the mound right now. Boy, I'm looking. Uh, can I split my vote? Because I see the point about Hendricks, but, man, if Lester wins one more in yeah. 20 and 4. That's why I think Lester will win it. His numbers are You think he tremendous. will win it. And, and for the last two months, he has just been an absolute. I think, he's got, I think he leads Major League Baseball in most starts with one or no runs. I think I saw that somewhere. Wow. If not, he's very close. So he's been great. Um, American League, Rick Porcellos, 22 and 4, pitches Friday night. Corey Kluber, 18 and 9 of the Indians. J.A. Happ, 20 and 4. The return of the 20-game winner, I love it. Yeah. And Zach Britton, I know you're not a big fan, but 0 0.55 ERA and 47 for 47 in save. Oh, I'm a big fan. He's a he's an awesome. I mean, pitcher. in terms of Cy Young, he, yeah, right. they have their own award. He might be right now the most uh, dominant player at his particular <coughs> job. Okay, we can yeah. say that at his particular job. Sure. Nobody has been better than Zach Britton this year. Um, if I had to vote, I think I'd vote for Porcello. But where did 22 wins come from? from I don't that know. Guy? I don't know. He was, he one was of the horrible worst pitchers in baseball last he year. He was, and. Um, you know, I said it. I said it. We're not even talking about. Um, no, no, we were. It was Hap. That's right. Hap and Porcello. I said whoever won the division, I might give the edge to. And, you know, Boston's winning it, going away. Porcello's a big reason. Where would they be without Rick Porcello? Yeah, because they really be. have. They wouldn't be where they are. Price has really has turned it on, but he's not 
like phenomenal. So they don't have a great rotation. He's been the heart of the rotation. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, J.A. Happ, <laughs> he lost any possibility of a vote after what happened the other night yeah. in Toronto. And I guess we get, we haven't talked about that yet, but I'm sure people know. J.A. Happ with the with the stupid hitting of um, Headley. Do we, should we get into this sure, right now go ahead. real quick? Yeah. I don't even know how you how you do this if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. But Severino was pitching for the Yankees, got off to a terrible start in the first inning, couldn't find the plate. He nicked Josh Donaldson on the elbow, literally nicked him. Sanchez actually caught the pitch. So it wasn't like it was he was diving out of the way and still got hit. Donaldson and his usual whiny, um, immature self got aggravated, threw his stuff off, went down. Next inning, of course, J.A. Happ. First, he throws it behind Headley and missed him. I can't believe it. So right got there. Got warned, right? right? No, that was the problem. No. If the umpire had come out and warned him right there, it would have been over. Umpire didn't warn him, so the very next pitch, Free he shot. plunks him right in the butt. Bench is clear. Next inning, Severino. What does he do? Plunks uh, Justin Smoke, 97 miles an hour in the calf. Bench is empty again. Two Blue Jays got hurt, which I was thrilled by, by the way. I, wanna, I don't want to ever wish injury on somebody, but in this situation, make they deserved exception. it. One of their best relievers down the stretch, Joaquin Benoit, hurt his calf. They're not sure what his status will be moving forward. Absolute idiotic, and the Blue Jays are the most tempestuous, yeah. temp, temp, what's the word? Tempestuous. Tempestuous, immature, whiny team. And they do this all the time. But don't we want to see a didn't Ranger Blue Jays series? Didn't they get on my case uh, last year? I was on their case, yeah. right? That yeah. whole that whole postseason run? Anyway, we digress. I hate the Blue Jays almost as much. And as by the way, the there. umpire doesn't have to warn a pitcher to throw him out of the game. He could have thrown him out because it was obvious it was intentional. Yes. I know. That was a mistake. The umpires blew it. And you know what? The, the, I'll give the Yankees credit. They, uh, Headley uh, he's heavily even said it. I wasn't so much pissed off at the Blue Jays because those things are going to happen. You're going to answer, but it was the umpire's responsibility to prevent it. They could have very, once he threw the first one, yep. he missed. He was trying to hit yep. him and he missed him. Yep. That's your opportunity for the ump to put an end to it right there. I he agree. Didn't do it. All right, MVP David Ortiz, 316, 37, 124 RBIs. Teammate Mookie Betts, 320, 31 homers, 112. And then you got guys that they mentioned, but I don't think have a shot. Mike Trout and, and Jose Altuve. Yeah, I mean, I think Trout's the best player in baseball, and his numbers are <coughs> spectacular. Mookie Betts has had the best year on the best team in the American League. I agree. I and mean, he's played, he's hit in all different places in the batting order. He's been tremendous in the field, and his batting numbers are 320, 31 homers. I, you you got to give it to Betts. I didn't realize Ortiz had never been MVP before. No. And hopefully he won't DH. get the consolation prize. Because he's a DH. I would vote for Mookie Betts. He has made so many amazing – remember that Sunday night game against the Yankees? He made two yes. diving plays in right field. I know. He's a great player. He's a great fielder. And uh, I'm pulling for Mookie Betts as a Red Sox fan. Um, nationally. Okay, well, let's start out – let's go with the, the – um, uh, MVP here. Now, you got Chris Bryant, you got Daniel Murphy, you got Joey Votto, and you got Corey Seager. Uh, the guy that, Bryant, right? The guy that should be on the list is not. Who? Anthony Rizzo. Really? I think so. Now, do you think he'll get votes? I think he'll get votes, and I think Chris Bryant's going to win it. I think Chris Bryant will be the, the no-doubt-about-it winner. Check his numbers out. His what numbers is the, uh, are tremendous. Rizzo has, I think, 32 homers. He's got more RBIs than Bryant. His batting average is right around the same. I think he's 293. And, Jimmy, if I had to pick a player who I want at the plate to win a game, it's Anthony Rizzo over Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant 
according to Fangraphs, is one of the worst players in Major League Baseball in what they call the clutch category. And again, who knows how they figure all this stuff out, but that's one of those things where you can figure out the scenarios and look at what the guy has done. Chris Bryant, for as much as I love him, and another reason why he'll get MVP, Jim, is because of his defense. He plays all different positions, mm -hmm. and he's really valuable that way. But as a batter, he's got the home runs, which are great, but in clutch situations, Jim, he rarely, I shouldn't say rarely, he doesn't come through as often as you would think. Anthony Rizzo, th th just this whole idea about what he does with two strikes, Jim, mm -hmm. he's a power hitter, and with two strikes, he chokes up so he can have more control of the bat, and he tries to put the ball in play. I can't tell you how many RBIs he's produced just by doing that this year because he's not selfish. And it, rather than swing for the fences every time, I would vote for Anthony Rizzo, but Chris Bryant's going to win it. Well, I mean, and I could make an argument for Daniel Murphy. He's batting 52 points ahead of Chris Bryant, and he has more RBIs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's had he's a had hell a great of a year. year. So a great I do year. think it'll be Bryant, though. Yeah. So have we... Yeah, we covered it all. Covered it all. Um, so, Sal, one of the more underrated home runs in Major League Baseball history took place September 30th, 1951. And imagine the days then that you had transistor radio. Wow. You didn't have the MLB app. You're just on the street. People are telling you who's winning the game and all that. But this is the year that the, the Dodgers had this huge lead, 13 games over the Giants. And the Giants came storming back. The Giants win the last day of the season. And... They're going to win the division if the Dodgers lose, and the Dodgers are losing big to the Phillies. Jackie Robinson homers in the 14th inning to give the Dodgers a 9-8 win over the Phillies, which forced that big playoff series, the Bobby Thompson home run. Yep. But, I mean, you want to talk about clutch. And w to be on the streets of Brooklyn that day yeah. when it went to the 10th, the 12th, the 14th inning, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't. no one talks about it because of what happened three days and later. I, I, wa I want to think, and I'm not positive, the Giants were on the road that day. And I think they were on the train coming home trying to get updates on what yes. the Dodgers were doing. Wasn't that part of the yes, story? Yes, exactly. I don't, how, I don't know how they did it back in that day. I know. But they were getting updates Probably at every on the train, train stop. Every train stop, I think. Who's yeah. winning? Uh, just a fascinating it time really compared to now. I know. This was also the week that Roger Maris hit his 61st home run against Tracy Stallard of the Red Sox, breaking Babe's record. In my mind, Roger's still the home run king. He did it without any uh, extra help. Um, how about you? Is yeah. it uh, yeah, oh. in your head, right? So, 1920, the only triple header ever played. Triple header. Triple One. header. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati defeated the Pirates in the first two games. Pirates won the night nightcap, which was called after six innings because of darkness. <laughs> yeah. Big surprise. In, in a Let's day play three no <laughs> in September or did October. They, did they start at 8 in the I morning? Know. I, I mean, did they know how dark it gets? <laughs> um, Rora Harrison's always been a, a someone dear to my heart. He was on the great 1971 Rochester Red Wings Junior World Series team, best pitcher in the league that year. He homered in 1972 <clears throat> uh, as Baltimore beat Cleveland. It was the last home run by an American League pitcher for 25 years. Really? Thanks to the DH. Wow. Then your buddy Bud brought in the interleague play, which, yeah, which yeah. you love. Another bad thing by Bud. And um, Actually, I'm not a big fan of interleague play. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. A, I don't uh, hate it, it if it's Mets Yankees, but not every game. Yeah. And you know what's stupid now is you've got these these crucial games. Like you got the Tigers playing the Braves. Mm -hmm. What are the Tigers doing playing a National League team the final weekend of the well, season? Because somebody has to. Somebody has That's to. That's the thing. And then finally, 1993. How'd you like to be the Giants in 1993? They won 103 games and missed the playoffs. Yeah, that's before the wild card. Yep. Right. That's yep. why the wild card's good, I think. So that's right, it. We'll come back with our uh, picks. All right. If you're listening from out of town and you miss your Zweigel's products, Calabrasella's Deli ships them, uh, Abbott's Frozen Custards, Zweigel's White and Reds and Sausages, Country Sweet Sauces, 
and much more order online at NewYorkStyleDeli.com. Jim and I will be right back with our World Series uh, picks. For the biggest, juiciest submarine sandwiches in Rochester, visit Caliber Cellars Deli on Buffalo Road in Gates. Sink your teeth into one of our signature hot or cold subs, including the Dominator, Colon Kicker, Italian Stallion, Assorted, and more. Eat in, take out, or have us cater your next event. Visit us before your next backyard barbecue. We offer a full line of Zweigel's Hots, Sausages, and Deli Meats. Caliber Cellars Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. Hi everybody, welcome to Inside Pitch. I'm Sal as you speak, I'm going back in the head. You know, I want to pick someone other than the Red Sox. I really do. But, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a homer. In my heart, it's like, what does Cleveland have that Boston doesn't have? And what does Texas have that Boston doesn't have? So, Sal, I'm going to jinx my team and pick the Red Sox in right. the American League. Well, I'm going to doubly jinx them. But All right. And, you know, win one for Poppy. I know you're a big Poppy guy. Yeah. Real happy about that. Do you love the Poppy skit where he's got the wig on, the sunglasses, driving people around, and they don't know what's Poppy? How do you live in Boston and not know that's David Ortiz in a yeah, wig and sunglasses? Yeah, I, I saw what you sent me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Boston, and I'm going to go with the obvious, the Cubs. And I think it'll be a fascinating World Series. Wrigley Field and Fenway Park, they ought to play day games <laughs> yeah. at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I the know, kids can great. watch it when they get home from school. And the Cubs will win. That's my prediction. Uh, that is the absolute Worst scenario for me as a Cubs fan to see the Red Sox. You'd love it, but hate it, right? <laughs> I would love it, but I, I wouldn't enjoy one single inning of it because I'd be nervous that the Red Sox are going to beat the Cubs. Of any team that yeah. could beat them, outside of the Blue Jays, the Red Sox would just crush me like nothing. But I think it's going to happen. I do think it's going to happen. What's going to happen? I think Boston is, is playing win the it all? best. No, of any American League team, the Red Sox are playing the absolute best. I think they have the best team. Their, their lineup, 1-9, is unmatched, including the Cubs. So I think they're going to win the American League, and I do think um, the Cubs are going to get it together. You know, they've played really well all year. It's kind of a curse going into the playoffs. A lot of team, the team that's the best team in the regular season, you know, they hit a skid in the postseason. But I think this team is so good on defense. They are an unbelievable team on defense. Their pitching has been the best in baseball all year. There's no reason why it should falter. Um, I think they're going to get through, and I think it's going to be Cubs-Red Sox. And I'm, Cubs. as I said to him before, our friendship will be over. Yeah, but give, Red who's going to win that Cubs. series? I will disown him as a friend. <laughs> I think the Cubs will win the World Series. I'll say this. The pressure, and I know this. You never had to deal with this because you grew be up with World Series after World Series. The pressure is immense when you have that monkey on your back. Yep. And even after beating the Yankees in 4 it was like, oh, my God, how will they blow it to the Cardinals now? So when the Cubs get to that promised land of the World Series, you know they're going to be talking about Bartman. You know they're going to be talking about the GOAT. They're going to be talking about 108 years of right. frustration. And the Red Sox have already won three World Series. So, like, if they lose, it's like, darn it, they lost. But it's not the same as when they lost in 03 or, yep. you know, all those other years they the lost. The Red Sox will tell you, I'm sure, Jim, before, the 0, before heavy. 04, there was like an anvil on their backs to, yep. to win that World Series. They were lucky they swept them, right? They swept was them. Like, there was like no drama. They no. blew them right out. But, yeah, the Cubs are going to have to deal with that. Joe Madden has been great all year about keeping them loose. They're, they are the loosest team in baseball. They have the most fun. And I think that will play a big role. You know, if, it, if this was the Yankees, Joe Girardi is so uptight. It, it would be impossible for the Yankees if, if the roles were reversed. If the Yankees were the, were the cursed team, they couldn't do it with a guy like Joe Girardi. Yeah, I agree. Joe Madden is the perfect guy to steer this ship 
through the postseason for the Cubs. They've got a lot of young kids. I'm hoping, Jim, that they're just too damn young to even realize it, really. Yeah. They're so young, maybe you hope that the pressure won't get to them. Um, if they had a bunch of guys that were 26, 27, 28, you know, guys who have lived a little bit, maybe it would be different. But I, I'm hoping that's going to get the Cubs through. And, by the way, the Red Sox are pretty young, too. I mean, they do have an Ortiz. They, they do have Pedroia. How many guys left from the last World Series team, the 13 uh, team? 13 would be Pedroia, uh, Ortiz. Uh, Hanley wasn't there. Not Of the starting lineup, I would say those two only. Yeah, Bogarts wasn't there, right? Bogarts Jackie wasn't there. Bradley, was he there? No. Maybe not. I don't think so. That I remember covering it. him. Maybe he would made a few appearances that year. Yeah. So they're young, too. But I don't want that matchup only because I want to be able to pull for the Cubs. So I don't want the Red Sox to lose in the playoffs, but once they do, I'm a Cubs fan. You and I are on the same page then. Right. My son loves the Dodgers, but he says he wants the Cubs this year. Instead <laughs> of, the, I mean, other than the Red Sox. So it'll well, be fascinating. For the sake of our friendship, let's hope the Cubs <laughs> win the World Series over the over the over the All Red right. Sox if it has to be. All right, Jim, that'll be it for now. Yeah. All right. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Inside Pitch. Again, look for us on Rock Sports Network, on the website, on the Channel 18 uh, website. Look for us on iTunes. Type in Inside Pitch and it'll come up and you can listen to the podcast uh, whenever you want. So for Jim, I'm Sal. Have a great baseball week and we'll talk to you soon.